Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 525. And today, I'm going to be sharing with you the three pillars of building your brand to dominate your niche or your niche, depending on where you come from or how you pronounce it, basically your market. Here's the deal, all right? There's a lot of people getting started on Amazon. So I get the question, Scott, is it still possible for us to start our brand or to start selling on Amazon? And the answer is yes, but it is going to be more difficult if you aren't doing external things and you're not building assets. Now, you guys have probably heard me talk about that quite often. Actually, in the last episode, 524, I had Lori on and we broke down her idea of a business that she wanted to go in and we really weren't even thinking about starting necessarily like on Amazon. Like, yes, you are going to sell product on Amazon and when the time is right, you will launch your products there. That's where we will always launch our products as long as the platform is still there and we feel as though we can get traction there. We will always launch there, but to build out a brand, there's some some parts to that brand or things, pillars, I'm calling them, that really will allow you to build something and to really build off of each each of those pillars, all right? And then here's the other thing. When people are just trying to find a product to sell on Amazon, that is all they're doing. So here's the thing. Let's say I find that fidget spinner and I'm like, cool, first to market. I get a whole bunch of sales. And then 10 other people start coming in with the exact same thing. How do you compete with that, okay? That's what you have to start thinking to yourself. Are you always just going to be trying to find the next product that you can sell for a short period of time or even a year, and then you have to come up with a new brand new idea? Wouldn't it be better to think of really good products that could serve your market or your niche, and then from there, you have these other things outside of the platform of Amazon or any other uh, e-commerce platform for that matter, and then you can control your traffic, you can control the buyer's experience, like all of that stuff. And that's really what I want to share with you here today, because I can almost guarantee you that people that are starting on Amazon that aren't aware of this and don't want to put in the work also, by the way, it will require some work. Uh, but if they don't want to do the work, uh, then they're not going to really be able to compete with you. And you really don't have to worry about price and you don't have to worry about like people looking at, you know, just your product against their products, you know, head to head as far as price goes, or maybe you're saying like, well, what if I add in one little thing? Like maybe I can add in this extra little bonus. This, you know, if you're selling a garlic press, you might have a garlic press cleaner, right? Well, then someone else does the same thing, you know? So there's really no way for you to compete other than to just keep doing what everyone else is doing. What I'm about to share with you, and you guys already probably have heard me talk about this, is like building a brand. And what does that mean? I was actually on a call the other day. It was a 30-minute private coaching call, um, which was not recorded. And that was done for one of our students that actually won this 30-minute coaching call with me. So we got on, and they said, what does it mean exactly to build a brand? Like, does it mean that I'm just branding my products and now I'm a brand? Or does it mean you know, something different. And I said, well, it definitely means something different. Just because you put your logo on the product doesn't mean that you're now a brand. All right. There's more to it. We're talking about an audience or uh, maybe getting the attention from the market, 
But then being known in that space, or even if you're not known like this big major brand, you're still able to take them through a buyer's experience or, you know, the journey that you want to lead them through versus you just putting up a product on a platform, they search for it, they find it, they buy it. So that's really what we're talking about. How do you give value to the market? How do you, how do you create assets in your business that will allow people to come to your brand and then get educated or additional training or even fun. Like uh, I know with the GoPro, like if you have a GoPro, you're encouraged to go use it and then share your video on YouTube. And then you're basically selling the brand for the brand, right? That's what you're doing. Cause it's fun and you want to share your shots. Uh, so, and I had that actually uh, a similar experience on a lens that I bought for my iPhone and they said, you know, once you start taking amazing pictures, post it, tag us, and then what, what do they do? They use those as proof that people are buying in the brand and people love looking at all of the different pictures people are taking. So it's a great way to get the community built. All right. So with that all being said, and that was a mouthful, I didn't mean to do that, but uh, I needed to explain everything here and, and why I wanted to really do this episode. Now, this episode also is, uh, is, is part of a YouTube training that I did. All right. Now, you guys may or may not know, I am doing something right now as kind of a little bit of an experiment for the next six to eight weeks, every Wednesday on YouTube, I'm going to be going to my whiteboard and I'm going to be drawing out things like this, the three pillars of building your brand to dominate your niche. All right. And I'll actually show you and diagram everything and kind of how it flows together. A lot of times I'm more of a visual learner when I'm especially doing stuff like this. So what I'm going to be doing on Wednesdays on YouTube, all right, is I'm going to be sharing with you really deep diving and giving you guys the training about building a brand. All right. So if you're interested in checking that out, definitely head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash YouTube. All right. And then all you have to do is subscribe to that channel. And then also, if you would click that little bell, when you see that little bell um, icon, I believe it's up in the top right, depending on the device that you're on. And then you'll be notified when I either go live or when a new episode is posted. And right now, uh, I'm going to be committing to the next six to eight weeks, and we're going to be doing this on YouTube exclusively, all right? So what I'm going to give you guys is kind of like the, the high-level view right now, and then we'll dig in deeper on the YouTube training because it'll be video. I'll be able to share with you on the whiteboard, all right? The other thing is the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 525. And then the last thing is, is if you are just starting and you have no, no idea of where you should start or as far as like maybe picking a market, any of that stuff, definitely check out our bootcamp, theamazingseller.com forward slash bootcamp. You can get all the details there. That's where we really identify a market, a submarket, a niche, niche, however you want to call it. And then from there, we find products to serve to that market, and then we can build the brand. All right. So let's jump in the three pillars of building your brand to dominate your niche pillar. Number one, this is what I call home base. All right. I think every business needs to have a home base. What do I mean by that? Well, you need a website and I don't think it just needs to be a website where you have like your homepage, right? Like that's it. It needs to be a blog. I call it a blog in a sense because we're going to be always adding new stuff to this blog. Now, don't get overwhelmed. I think you have to post something all the time. I would, though, get into a habit of posting at least once a week or at minimum once every other week. But I'd get on a schedule and I would do that. 
And there's ways that you can find what your market wants, what they need, what they're looking for. And then just a byproduct of doing this, you'll start to get some outside traffic from Google, Yahoo, Bing, all the search engines, all right, just from posting here on a regular basis. But this is our home base. This is where we want the traffic to eventually go or we want them to learn more about us and go here and then see that we have all of this other information that could also help them and educate them and maybe even humor them depending on your product and your market, all right, or your, your, uh, your brand, all right? So a blog to me and a website is really the home base. This is where I get to control the experience, all right? This is where I can lead people and I can capture email addresses. I can uh, drop a Facebook pixel on there and eventually follow up with them again. I can, I can let them know of my social media platforms. I can tell them a story about our business. Um, all of that stuff, that's our home base. No one can ever take that from us. As you're building the home base, as you're building out your, uh, you know, your home in a sense, right? Your, your online real estate, you know, you're actually building it to be uh, with more authority. And what I mean by that is as you buy your domain name, all right, so whatever it is, xyz.com, you buy that domain, now all of a sudden it starts to get history, all right? And Google knows this. And then over time, the content that you're publishing will start to get indexed, just like Amazon indexes their stuff. And then as people find your stuff and they, they start to, uh, to like it, share it. Maybe another blogger will find it and then share it. And then you'll start getting these, these links coming to your blog. And that will also help in what we call SEO search engine optimization. Now, again, I'm not going to go into deep details here on that stuff. I will be going into more of that stuff though on the YouTube channel. So definitely check out that at the amazing forward slash YouTube. And, uh, and you'll find that over there on the brand building stuff that I'm going to be doing. Cause that is important. And there's something that we recently did and Basically, these three pillars are exactly what we've done in the new brand. It's at, it's exactly what I've done in past businesses, um, even one right now currently that's still up and running um, in my digital products business, um, in the amazing seller. Like all of this stuff is really these three pillars, having that home base. When I started this podcast, I started the blog not to necessarily publish, uh, you know, like written content. It was really a place to, to house and to home, uh, or to call my home where, uh, I wanted the podcast to reside. All right. And then from that, it's just organically started to, uh, get traffic coming to, to the, uh, to the home base, to the blog. Same thing goes for the new brand. We did this just as a byproduct, started getting traffic. We're up over 30,000. Uh, we've even touched 80,000 one month of unique, you know, people that are coming there, unique, uh, you know, hits on the site and, uh, and people coming through the site and learning and educating and finding our stuff because of this. All right. So a home base is really, really critical. Um, I would definitely say I wouldn't go to a free type, uh, platform like WordPress has a free they have a free version of, of their, um, of their software. That's fine. You know, I think if you want to use that, that's fine. I just wouldn't use like wordpress.org. All right. Where they host it. You don't want to go on a hosted, uh, as far as like them, like, uh, uh, what's another Weebly, I believe is, is the other one. Um, Wix might be another one. If they're, if they're going to host it for you on there and they give you, you can only use their platform. I don't like that because then it's kind of like you're building your home base on rented land. I'd rather see you, uh, create, 
uh, or get hosting, HostGator, uh, Bluehost, any of those, and then install a WordPress blog on your host. That's fine. Um, Shopify, if you're already on Shopify and you want to go ahead and attach a blog to that, you can totally do that. Um, so just make sure that whatever platform you're hosting it on, you can customize. You have the ability to, in the future, if you want to customize any of the code, any of that stuff, you want to make sure that you can do that because you don't want to build something that you have to stay there and only use their platform, all right? I know if I want to take my blog that I built on WordPress, okay, and I say built on, I'm using the framework of WordPress, not their self-hosted. Um, I'm building it on HostGator. All right, and then from there, I can take that if I want to, and I can migrate it over to Bluehost, and then my site will go over there. We can point the um, the DNS, all of that stuff, um, which is kind of techy stuff, um, but they'll do it for you. They'll actually point it to you, and we can just pick up our, our piece of property and then move it over to another platform and then have our, um, our domain name pointed over to the new platform. So I think it's really important that you build the home base on your land. All right. Now, yes, you're renting it on HostGator or yes, you're renting it on Bluehost, but that is just hosting. That means that it's hosting it in the cloud. You can go and, and put that on other other hosting accounts, but still take your blog with you. And to me, the one that I've been using for years is the WordPress platform. It's not the self-hosted. There's two different ones. Um, and again, I'll drop these, uh, these links in the show notes. So the episode here is the amazing seller.com forward slash five, two, five, and I'll link that up. All right. So that's your home base. Really important. Okay. Really important that you have something that you can drive traffic to and also be found by the search engines. All right. So really important. Okay. That's pillar. Number one, pillar. Number two, you might be already or might be able to guess this one because of my my past talks uh, and discussions is an email list. All right, I think right out of the gate you should be building an email list. All right, and at the minimum you should have an email capture form on your blog right from day one. And I don't care if it's like five tips to catch more bass in a pond. If that's your lead magnet in a sense, or if that's your offer to get people to join, then do that. Or at the minimum. You know, uh, sign up to receive our upcoming weekly tips, something like that. That's not as good because it doesn't call out the specific person that what they're looking for, but it's still better than nothing. Um, now, I know a lot of people say, well, what do I use to build an email list? Um, we use ConvertKit, all right? Now, we use that inside of our brand that we're working on for Amazon and our e-commerce. Um, we use ConvertKit, all right? I've used Aweber in the past. They work fine. ConvertKit's better because we can do some tagging and stuff like that. Um, we are on ClickFunnels, which also migrates with SendGrid. That's a little bit more complicated, a little bit more robust. I don't think that you need that. And that's why we don't use that inside uh, or for email management anyway. We don't use um, that for, um, for building our e-commerce brand. So ConvertKit is what we use. Yes, we still use ClickFunnels in our new brand to do um, free plus shipping offers. And that type of stuff. But to build the email list, it's inside a convert kit. Any of our contests that we've built, we've built them inside of giveaway boost, but then we connect that to our email list, um, our, our autoresponder, which is convert kit. All right. If you want to check out ConvertKit and you want to go through our affiliate link, you can do that by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash convert kit. All one word, convert kit. So theamazingseller.com forward slash convert kit. 
kit. And uh, from there, you can grab all the goodies that the uh, the tool has to offer. And uh, yes, you will buy us a cup of coffee and we would appreciate it, but uh, you don't have to. Um, but a lot of people email me and say, Scott, are you an affiliate for this? Are you an affiliate for that? I want to go through your link. I want to buy you a cup of coffee. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there for you. All right. But I'm a huge believer in that tool and in the company. So definitely check them out if you're interested and if you don't already have an autoresponder. And we'll talk about autoresponders and how they work and how to write a good sequence and all of that stuff. Um, I'll be definitely doing that and mapping that stuff out on the new show on Wednesdays and that will be on YouTube and I'll be drawing that out on the whiteboard. So again, another little call to action here, guys, head over to that YouTube channel and check it out. All right. The amazing forward slash YouTube. Got a lot of cool things I'm going to be sharing with you. All right. All right. So that's number two, building that email list. And I'm going to show you how we can use that email list. Okay. Once we get people on it, I don't care if it's five people or if it's 500 people or 5,000 people, we're going to use it the same. And it's a way for us to connect with those people in our market, but then also we can amplify some of our content, whether that's on social, whether that's on our home base, whatever. Uh, We could also use that asset now to run Facebook ads because now we can create a custom audience and we can do lookalike audiences and we can do retargeting and all of that fun stuff, but we need the home base and we need the email list capture form and we wanna put that on our home base Step one, all right? So the email list, really, really important. And again, I'm not gonna go into into much detail here. Just understand that we are gonna be using that in the future. And that is another huge part of building our three pillars uh, in our brand, all right? That can really, really separate us from the competition. All right, so that's number two. Number three, external channels. Now, I don't mean going out there and getting on all of them and using all of them. What I mean by that is external channels are how are people going to be uh, be uh, able to find us? How are they able to? How are we able to get their attention? How are we able to go over to another platform like YouTube, like Facebook, like Instagram, Pinterest, whatever, and get the attention and then bring them back to our home base? Like, how are we going to do that? All right. So I'll talk about that, but let me just be very, very clear. All right. You need to think about your market and where they're hanging out. If it's YouTube, that's where you go. If it's Facebook, that's where you go. If it's Instagram, that's where you go. Now there's some pros and cons to these different platforms. And I think we should probably discuss them really quickly. Okay. Number one, YouTube is great because of this. The content that you create there is pretty much evergreen. And what I mean by that is when you create a piece of content, it lives on today, tomorrow, and way into the future, right? So you can create a piece of content that if you do it right, will be found years from now, okay? And that's going to lead people back to your home base, all right? Or to build up your channel. Now, there's gonna be some different things you can do with YouTube. And again, I'll be talking more about this because I'm actually doing more of that right now myself, but I'm gonna be sharing that with you um, on my YouTube channel, but also here on the podcast, because I think it's important that you understand the framework of how to really go out there and build a YouTube channel that can have subscribers, but that also can lead people back to your home base, all right? But YouTube is great for that. 
The cons are, well, and I don't say it's really a con. It's a con if you are not comfortable on video, if you don't want to shoot video, if you don't want to, uh, you know, do any editing or any of that stuff. Um, you can find people to do this, but in the beginning, you probably want to do a lot of that yourself just so this way here, you kind of have your hands in it and you, you kind of understand the platform um, and really getting yourself immersed in, in the SEO of YouTube because YouTube is another huge search engine, especially for how-tos, right? or uh, maybe unboxing your products, or maybe reviews of your products or other people's products um, on your channel to get, uh, to get some momentum. Um, so YouTube is great for a lot of different reasons, but if you're not good with video, and that doesn't mean you can't be good with video. You might have to learn it a little bit. Again, another skill set that you'll learn that you'll have forever. Uh, but you have to you have to understand that there is going to be a little bit of a learning curve there. I think it's well worth it. Uh, but the power of it is just huge. All right, huge. And there's a lot of different things that we can do. Uh, and if you listen to the last episode in 524, I was talking to Lori about that. And that's going to be her strategy moving forward. And I talked to, to her actually about how to discover these hot topics in her space and really how to niche it down. Um, if you listen to that episode, you heard us start with keto, right? A keto diet. And then we went keto diet for women. And then we went keto diet for women over 40 or 40, you know, plus, or then there was, you know, keto diet for women over 50. So see, we niched it down from keto to keto for women and then over 40, over 50. All right. So that's how you kind of niche things down. And in YouTube, it's the same thing. Cause then we can start getting the low hanging fruit of those search terms. And then we can decide what kind of content we want to create. All right. So that's your one external channel. I would not say then do YouTube, then do Facebook, then do Instagram. Yes. We'll add those in later. We can, if our market's there, but we don't have to start there. All right. Now, Facebook, uh, is another one, right? You might just want to focus there. Maybe that's where your audience is. You're going to build maybe a group because you have a, a market that you're in that would, uh, that would support having a community aspect of it. And that's great. That's where you would go. The one thing with Facebook, though, that you're going to want to do is you're definitely going to want to set up at least at the minimum a Facebook fan page. And I don't care if you get one like or 100 likes or 1,000 likes. That doesn't matter. You are going to eventually need that Facebook fan page to run a Facebook ad. All right. So that there is just like just create it, you know, get a, a graphic made for the top or make it yourself, put it up there. At least you have that, that component in place. Now, if you have a YouTube channel, you can take that YouTube channel, connect it over to your Facebook fan page, and it'll automatically feed in your content into your Facebook page. So that way there, you don't even have to post there and you're going to start populating your Facebook fan page just because you're posting on YouTube, right? It's going to automatically connect it. Um, Instagram, Instagram is very fast, right? So you have to think to yourself, if I'm on Instagram, what's, what's my point? Building up this list of followers, that's great and all, but how are we going to get those people, that external channel, how are we going to get them over to our home base? That's where you would use your link in your bio, or you would use uh, images that would direct them to go over there if you're having a contest. Uh, we've done that where we've run a contest, we told them to click the link in the bio, and then that would take them over to a landing page, which was on our blog. And then once we got them on our email list, we're able to, to uh, direct them over to our home base, our blog. All right. But Instagram is very fast paced. It's not evergreen, right? If you look at YouTube, that's evergreen, really evergreen. Meaning again, people can, can find your stuff a year from now. 
On Facebook, they can too, but not as much. They're not going to go there to search. Really, Facebook, again, is your newsfeed. What's current, right? And then Instagram is even worse in that case because that's like every day it's going to be changing. Every day it's going to be changing. Um, Pinterest, it's a whole nother platform. Again, if your market's there, it could be a great traffic uh, source for you. Um, and then SEO, you know, your own SEO uh, through Google, uh, through Yahoo, Bing, any of those. Um, SEO is another external uh, channel, all right, that you're able to start to capitalize on. Now, you can basically build your blog with some basic SEO principles, which is really, really simple stuff, and you can just start organically getting traffic, but you can also have a, a plan in place that you're going to really go after keywords that are being searched for, kind of like YouTube in a sense, where you're going to figure out those keywords, and then you're going to build content around those keywords. That's another strategy, but again, you would focus on, on that, right? So what I would really suggest doing is pick one of these, one and then go all in on that one for a while, all right? Now, if you can piggyback a little bit without you doing much work, like YouTube to Facebook, right? Then fine, do that. If you're going to be posting a YouTube video on YouTube, right, and you have a blog, a home base, well, let's embed that into a blog post and write a little bit about it, and then we get SEO without doing a lot more work, all right? So we can piggyback off of these, but you really want to pick one to focus on. All right. And then that there again, will be driving traffic back to our home base. And then we'll be building our email list because on our, in our home base, you know, and on our pages, we'll be having a call to action there to join our list of, of you know, maybe it's a newsletter. Maybe it's a, uh, you know, five tips to catch more bass in a pond, whatever it is, right? That's where you would have that there. And you can have it at the top of the page. You can have it on a sidebar. You can have it in the post. Um, you can have it all over your blog, your home base, because you control it, right? You can have a banner if you want, uh, whatever you want to do, you can do. Remember, you know, your home base is your home base. You can set it up any old way you want, right? You can change your room around, you know, it's kind of like your house. If you want to change a room around, you can. It's the same thing here. You get to, to test different things, different placements, all of that stuff. Um, so here's, here's how I would do this again, if we have the YouTube channel, right? So post on the channel on YouTube, we embed it on the blog, okay, and then we write a little something about it because we want to give uh, our blog a little bit of written content, so again, and there's actually, there's services out there that will transcribe the video for you, all right, there's rev.com, that'll do it, um, they'll do it, I think it's a dollar a minute, so for 10 minute video, it's like 10 bucks, and then they'll transcribe it, and then you can embed that, okay, so now you get written content and the blog post, and then from there, we'd email the list, all right, and we would email our list to say, hey, just to let you know, we've got a new YouTube video, boom, drive them over to YouTube, or hey, we've got a new blog post, go to the blog post, right, so our email list is to really amplify that content once we have it, and we can drive it over to different uh, different assets that we have, so in this case, if I really wanted to, to get more views on that YouTube video, because I know if I feed the, the, the algorithm in YouTube more views and more comments, I'm going to rank better, then that might be where I push the traffic, right, then I might have another, uh, another blog post that I want to really push the blog post because I know that if I get it in, in the right hands, it could get shared and then I could get backlinks and then my SEO game gets elevated a little bit, right, so there's different times that you'll probably want to take that email list and direct the traffic to different places, maybe you have a Facebook post on your, on your uh, fan page and you want, and your, your goal is to get it shared, well, then you can say, hey, go on over and share the video 
I just posted it on, on Facebook and then boom, they go over there, they share it. And then you start getting traffic. Now in that, in that Facebook post, you're probably going to have some calls to action to go over to your blog, your home base or your YouTube channel or your email list, right? So you have all of these options that we can do once we have the content. Okay. And then once we have these different components in place, all right. Now, just to give you an example, this is what we, we recently did, uh, when we were building this new brand. And this is what I advise anyone that has uh, a Facebook fan page. Even if you only have a few hundred people, it doesn't matter. It's a great way to test new content and also see what people maybe need help with. All right. So what we did is we did a Facebook live. Okay. On the Facebook fan page. We might've had 10, 15, maybe even 20 people watching live, no big deal. But then after the fact, after the video ends, that video starts to pick up some steam because it's starting to get shared. It's starting to get liked because if I did a good job, I would have said, Hey, do me a favor, like this, share it, you know, comment. I would have said all of that stuff. And then that's helping to get that video more eyeballs. Okay. Then what we do is we look at the content. We go, oh, this one did really, really good. Let's create a more polished version of it. We'll re-upload that to Facebook, and then we can write a blog post about it. Then we'll embed that into the blog post. So now we're getting a little bit of juice from YouTube over to the blog and, and vice versa, blog to YouTube, right? And then we have an email capture that's on the blog or in that post, and then we're building that email list. And that's exactly what we've done. So we've built a nice size list over on Facebook. Okay. I think we're at just under 15,000. Okay. And then from there, we've built an email list over 30,000 right now. We're currently building a messenger list, uh, inside of messenger, which is a whole nother animal. But again, we're building a list. And then what we're doing is we're writing content and we're driving it over to our blog or our Facebook page. Um, or we're uh, just asking people questions and doing surveys. So what we're doing is we're able to test the content on Facebook, then from there, create the content that we know people want or what they need, or maybe we discovered it from a comment that someone said, hey, I'm not really understanding how to do this. I haven't seen anybody share on how to do X, Y, and Z. And then you create a video that shows how to do X, Y, and Z. You post it, you tell your email list, and then you just push that content. All right. And then you just continue to do this, but you have to get, you have to get a a schedule together and you have to be consistent with it. Okay. Even if it's once a week, do this. All right. So let's recap really quickly, three pillars. Okay. And these three pillars again is what we're starting with the external channel stuff. Pillar three, we can actually add some to it to really give it more, more fuel and add it to the fire. Okay. So number one, home base, your blog slash website. Pillar number two, email list, messenger list, custom audience, whatever it is, you want a way to be able to communicate with people and then drive them over to your content, which will ultimately lead them back to your products. All right. So that's what we want to know there is pillar number two and pillar number three is your external channels or channel. If you start with just one YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, your SEO, Google, um, you know, Yahoo, Bing, any of those. All right. So those are the three pillars that I think all businesses, whether you're starting, whether you already have one right now, maybe you have a successful business on Amazon right now, but you're, you're, you know, lying awake at night saying like, man, I hope that competition doesn't come in and crush me because the only thing I can compete with is price and a little bit of, yeah, I've got some reviews, but how long is it going to take before they 
get more reviews because they're going to do some shady stuff, right? If you're thinking like that, you need to do this, all right? And it's not too late to start, all right? It's not too late to start. So home base, email list, external channels, all right? If you want to see me draw this out on a whiteboard, definitely head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash YouTube and subscribe and you will get all of my brand building tips and advice and drawings <laughs> over there on that channel because that's what I'm going to be doing here um, on, on Wednesdays, all right? So every Wednesday, I'm going to be posting a new episode and uh, by the time you listen to this, it will be there for you to watch, all right? So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. The show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 525 and you can grab all the show notes and goodies over there. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's going to officially wrap this up. Remember guys, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.